1: Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith.
0: (laughs) Oh, baby. Hey, beautiful. You bring so much joy to my life.
1: (laughs) I love you so much.
0: You're being... He... (laughs) Mr. Smith is so silly behind the scenes. In fact, right now. (laughs) As we speak. As we speak, we are in the Bougie Beige podcast room. Yeah. And he is in nothing but his chonies.
1: It's that kind of day.
0: Thank God he took his socks off.
1: (laughs) I took those off just for you, by the way. Did you? I did. Because I I knew you didn't want my... Old man black socks on.
0: I oh God. <laughs> because I these are my favorite chonies that you wear. Uh,
1: yeah, the blue. They're, the blue ones.
0: My favorite blue chonies. So I am going to try my best to stay focused. Stay focused. Because I've got stay a focused. lot of eye candy right in front of me. <laughs>
1: oh, that's sweet of you. <laughs> Very sweet of you. Thank you.
0: Oh my word. So we are gonna talk about personal development here. Okay. And this is a topic this week that is something different than anything we've ever done before. And it is something that I think so many people struggle with. And it is around being labeled too sensitive. Oh, okay. In a callous world, dealing with that label when people say, oh, you're too much or you're too emotional or all of those sorts of things around sensitivity and being somewhat empathic that is such a negative thing in our society and how that really shapes us and then what how to work with your sensitivity how to work with those pieces of you that perhaps have been shamed from other people and i don't know if you remember this babe do you remember that this was probably 23 years ago because it was right when we were first starting dating okay and you and i were having sort of this competition of who's more sensitive <laughs>
1: Yeah, I do, actually.
0: Because you you said, like, I'm really sensitive. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm really sensitive.
1: You've definitely got me beat. (laughs) You win. I think... You win. You always do.
0: I definitely win at sensitive. (laughs) But I think it's... And your mom would always say that you were super sensitive as well. And you certainly are. You have a very kind spirit like that where you... Are just compassionate and genuinely concerned about the well-being of other people. I have
1: sensitive tendencies. (laughs) You do? But I'm not as sensitive as my partner in crime.
0: (laughs) For sure. I'm extremely sensitive. So it's funny to see how our relationship has played out over the years and how you were like, no, no, I am. And I was like, no, 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 I am. And and you're like, actually, yeah, you are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As we found out, you win.
0: So we are going to dig into that today. So if you've ever been labeled, oh my gosh, you take things too seriously or too personally or you're overthinking things or whatever, this is definitely going to be the show for you. So before Uh, we jump into all of that, you know we got to have our little fun segment at the top.
1: We do. All right. So yeah, this is a segment we like to call... Would you rather... Today's would you rather is, would you rather be the first to develop a 100% effective vaccine for COVID? Whoa. Or be the first to find a planet that could be inhabited by humans?
0: Oh, shit. So we could like get the fuck out of here. So we
1: can leave COVID behind.
0: Well, I I think-
1: We didn't take it with us. That's right. (laughs) Well, unless it can't live there. Who knows?
0: But- I think because of the way that the world has gone, mm. if we could just eliminate COVID right now, so many things could get rectified. Sure. Businesses could get back to going. Schools could start happening.
1: But will we have learned our lesson?
0: I don't think we ever will.
1: <laughs> no. I think
0: no. Uh, it's like America will never learn our lesson. Right. I that's, think our that's our new like tagline. Our, yeah. our mantra. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, seriously. I really feel like...
1: Number one and not learning our lessons.
0: I mean, it will also depend on what happens with the election, too. <laughs> it's that true. I'm mm-hmm. hoping we don't get to say that again.
1: I know. So, okay. Okay. 100% effective vaccine for COVID. I'm going to do that one. Or to find a planet that is inhabitable by humans.
0: Well... Ah, man, I guess because COVID feels so topical and so relevant to mm. what every single person exactly. is going through right, right. now. That's
1: why I thought it'd be tough.
0: But the prospect of an inhabitable planet, that I mean, that's a massive.
1: It's huge, right?
0: So if I were super greedy and wanted just the financial payoff, I'd go that direction, wearing my mask the whole time.
1: <laughs> just being like, wait, you go what direction?
0: I discovered the the planet, and the now planet. let me monetize that. Let me get ah, all the money that I can get. Gotcha. For that, you know, that would right. be one. Would you have
1: the rights if you if you're the one to find it?
0: I don't know. That's a great I, question. Well, that's actually. another America. We never learned our lesson. Is just colonization. Let me just put up a stake saying this is ours. Sure. Well,
1: the Brits have a speed, but yeah. well, they
0: definitely do. But I mean, I could see. <laughs> Depends who the administration is. If it's our current president, he's like, this is our planet. It's a fantastic planet.
1: we <laughs> be the best planet in all the world. Wait, does that work? No.
0: Yikes, yikes. Yeah, well, yeah. It worked. I have it in yeah. good authority that it is the best planet.
1: People have been saying, it's <laughs> the best planet a- in the world. Everybody's
0: been saying, you should see Mr. Smith's hands right now. <laughs>
1: I'm doing the I'm doing the Trump. He's
0: doing the gesture of like playing the accordion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fun with the demise of America. (sighs) All right. So, well, what are you going to pick? I I think I'm still going to go for COVID.
1: You're going COVID. I think for the I think there's going to be a vaccine for COVID. You can make a lot of money being the first and 100 percent effective.
0: Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about, I was thinking the humanitarian place, but yeah, that's profitable as well.
1: Yeah. But I was thinking humanitarian as well. They're both humanitarian in a way. Right. right? I think COVID will eventually be gone. Yeah. And so will this planet eventually. So finding another planet that could be inhabited by humans, I think would be the long game. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the planet
0: the planet. Yeah. Okay. Inhabit the planet. Well, we would love to hear what you would rather. And we'd also really like your rationale and reasoning on this one. hmm Because it's it's, one. It, 2020 has been a shit show. Right.
1: That should be my next week. To, uh, would you rather? Like, would you rather relive 2020 uh, yeah. or flash forward to 21 and, and not know what happened in 20? That will be my next one.
0: Well, now you just gave it away.
1: Well, th- yeah, but it's not out yet. Yeah. I have to refine it. Yeah. Gotta, you, know, you gotta workshop it. I gotta workshop it, gotta <laughs> test group it.
0: Well, I saw some meme that was like, what if what if 2020 was just the trailer for 2021? Wow. And I was like, no. La 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 yeah. la No, put yeah, yeah, yeah. hands in my ears, like, no. <laughs> please, please let that not be the case.
1: That cannot be the case.
0: Oh man. So we would love to hear what you would rather. We talk about it every single week over in our after hours community. After hours. <laughs> That was the creepiest face. <laughs> Creepy, I made face. It just especially crazy. in your chonies, right? Ew. Okay, where was I? After hours, <laughs> <laughs> you're distracting me. <laughs> we talk about it every Monday, and it's really fun. We we kind of have a debate of why people are picking what they're picking. So we would love to have you over in our Facebook group. Just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That will redirect you right over to our little corner of Facebook. It'll also be in the show notes for you. And it is such a fun, amazing group. I keep a – I run a very, very tight ship. So nobody's selling shit or, or peddling their programs or trying to get you to buy protein powder or whatever it is that they're selling online. We all talk about personal development. We do a warm, fuzzy Wednesday. I do additional trainings every single week. So I would love to have you come join us. So again, thejoyjunkie.com slash club. All right, baby. Should we talk about being too sensitive um, in a callous world?
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very vulnerable, so maybe we shouldn't.
0: I no. feel like the only accept. I'm only accepting yes as an answer. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I okay. should have said that. Yeah, I yeah, should yeah. have prefaced that because then we'd be like, okay, bye, uh, bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here's to loving and living your most <laughs> badass life.
0: <laughs> every, Sorry. One, every once in a while. I mean, it's been 365 episodes, but every once I, in a while, I forget that line.
1: Every every now and again, and I'm
0: like, wait, who am I? Could, I, I can count am on I?
1: two fingers how many times you've done that.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's funny when it happens. It is. All right, so let's jump into the sensitivity. So the first item of business, number one, is I want you to figure out what your sensitivity labels have been.
1: Labels, okay.
0: And these are typically the things that have been said to you, almost like you've been branded with them. And oftentimes it happens for us in childhood. And it usually is in a situation where you are a highly emotional child or sensitive child in an environment that doesn't accept that. Mm. And this can be true no matter what gender you identify as. But o- overall, we don't really foster emotional intelligence with our children, it's really true. with anybody, period. Yeah. yeah. However, every fucking decision that we make is based off of emotions. It's based off of how things will make us feel.
1: That's basically how decisions are made. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So what are your particular sensitivity labels? Here are a couple that tend to come up. Obviously, you're too sensitive, too dramatic. You overthink things. Mm. You take things too personally.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: You're being too emotional. Mm-hmm. And one that we hear a lot with kids is stop being a baby. Wow. Right? It's like stop being a baby because all kids want to do is grow up, grow up, grow up. And then if they're feeling their emotions and you're in an environment where that's not fostered, it's likely that you're going to get dismissed in that way or you're going to get kind of name called in that way. Now, this can also happen later on in life. This can be if you are you have a best friend, let's say, through high school Who lets everything kind of roll off their back and they are always telling you, you take things too seriously or Mm -hmm. too personally or you're – and usually what that is is someone else being uncomfortable with the emotional energy that's happening so it's easier for them to make you wrong and Uh, shut you down, then be with your emotion. I would be willing to bet those of you out there who are in heterosexual relationships that those identifying as women have received that from a male in some way around them being emotional.
1: Uh, Well, yeah. yeah. I would
0: say a lot of women that I know sure. Have been told in some way. I you, could believe that you're being this. Now, sometimes it's not directly related to emotions. Sometimes it's things like you're too bossy, you're too controlling. You know, anytime somebody says "too" in mm. front is usually where they are making you wrong because of something they're uncomfortable with. So, but we're not going to be talking about the broad scope of that. We're talking more specifically around. That sensitive nature. So start thinking about that for yourself. What are your labels? What were you kind of branded as or have been up until this point? Number two is to understand your sensitivity. Now, I'm not going to go into extreme length on this, but you may have heard of a couple of different terms thrown around. One is being an empath. And you can do tons of different quizzes like this online like am i an empath am i a highly sensitive person that's the second one highly hsp an hsp or do i have sps which is sensory processing sensitivity
1: Huh? okay
0: so the difference between these two okay so if you are an empath it's more likely that you can feel other people's emotions but it's not just emotions. Sometimes it's also physical. So if you, for example, watch someone get hurt and you almost feel that pain in your body, yeah, that can mean that you're an empath. The same is true for... If you are seeing somebody in pain and you almost feel like it's happening to you as well, you can feel exactly what's happening to them emotionally. like emotionally pain? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I should have said that. Like emotionally, you see them crying. It's very easy for you to be in their Mm -hmm. shoes and feel what they feel. That is being an empath. Mm. Now, a highly sensitive person or someone who has sensory processing sensitivity, those are used fairly interchangeably from what I understand, kind of synonymous with one another. It means that you are sensitive to all different types of senses. So it could be, it's not just emotional, but also loud sounds, extreme smells, lots of people around you where there's a lot of stimuli, no matter what it looks like. Got it, yeah. Usually loud music, Lots of uh, like people around you, cra- you know that sort of thing. Lots of stuff going on that's tapping into the senses. Mm. That is typically somebody who would identify as a highly sensitive person. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't bring this up for any reason other than to give you an understanding that you are not broken. There is not something wrong with you. In fact. You are sort of the unicorns that are still left (laughs) because as a culture, we are starting to breed out emotional responses. From a very early age, oftentimes we're, we're starting to shift it. I think millennials and Z gens are a lot more aware of spiritual practices and are much more open to how we feel and things like that and are able to kind of pass that down more so than boomers for sure. And yeah. X is kind of in the in the between. That's me. Yeah. Same Zs. So with those with that, I want you to understand that we, we have started to push that out of one out of each other we don't want to feel we don't want to see anyone emote we don't want to see anybody having their hardship but yet those are the things that go viral those are the things that make us choke up those Mm. are the things that get us to buy and spend money and pursue goals is all based off of our emotions so please know that there are likely there's likely a name for your sensitivity Mm. which for me And I'm not sure if everyone's like this, but if I can have a name for why I am the way I am, like when I was, for example, when I was dealing with lots of energy issues and lack of motivation and lack of drive, realizing that I had adrenal fatigue was incredibly helpful to me, that it wasn't just dismissed as, oh, you just need more rest. It was, oh, there's actually some stuff going on. And when I learned that I am a highly sensitive person or an empath, I was kind of like, oh, okay. And now I can caretake for that in a much more powerful way.
1: Yeah, it becomes a superpower in a way.
0: That's right. And that actually leads me to number three. Of
1: course it does because I'm the king of Segway. You are. (laughs)
0: We should do a jingle that's like, king of (laughs) Segway. Something like that.
1: Totally. Totally.
0: All right, so number three is embracing your sensitivity. Give me a big old hug. One of the things that I have said about my emotional self and being a sensitive person is exactly what you said. It is my superpower. Mm -hmm. And that was a reframe that I had to decide on in my mind and create a new belief around because I did have a lot of people tell me, you're so dramatic and gosh, you're too intense or you're too emotional. or, And I felt like, why isn't everybody feeling this way? I don't <laughs> understand. And it wasn't until I really understood personal development, I met you and engaged with you and handled myself in a, in a way where my sensitivity was really well received, that I kind of went, oh, this is badass. Yeah, This is fucking badass because everybody in this world is taught and trained to keep their walls up, to not be vulnerable, to not be – we equate vulnerability with weakness even. And so I feel very strongly that if you have the courage to emote, to be seen, to be vulnerable in this world that doesn't accept that, that's – that's pioneering right that is courageous that's bravery right there with everybody telling you to be otherwise to say no i'm i am not going to apologize for crying i'm not going to apologize for being upset by that i'm not going to apologize for feeling someone else's emotions i'm not going to feel i'm not going to feel bad about that anymore that is a fierce act of bravery and i may add that this is also a huge piece of of feminism, of saying, I'm not going to be made wrong anymore for who I am, regardless, nice. regardless of who you are. But I do think we... At, disproportionately women get told you have to really be a certain way in order to be accepted. And it's the whole stay quiet, don't rock the boat, you know, just take care of everybody else's emotions. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that if you are giving and giving and giving emotionally to other people, you're burning yourself out. Right? right. No wonder if you are an empath and you are trying to people please and take care of everybody else's goddamn emotions, no wonder you're depleted. Right. No wonder that self-worth is on shaky ground. We're not designed to carry all of that stimuli. And it's also not our responsibility to caretake for everybody else's emotions. That's so true. I yeah. would really encourage you this this piece of number 3 is really about a shifting of perspectives. It's instead of this being something I need to be ashamed of or I need to hide or turn turn down it's like come at me bro I'm fucking sensitive like it's <laughs> let's amplify it let's wear it like a badge of honor let's not cower from this anymore let's be proud of this All right so I got worked up Yeah you did All right, so we got number one, what's your sensitivity label? Number two, understand those pieces of your sensitivity, what they might be categorized as. And I don't want to limit it to that. It could be a ton of other things as well. Number three, embracing your sensitivity, changing that to this idea that I have this superpower, right? Number four, working with your sensitivity. Mm. All right, the first thing I want you to know about working with your sensitivity is – Understanding that emotions are just messaging.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So when you get an emotional response and you're feeling sensitive emotionally to something, check in and ask yourself, first of all, is this mine to carry?
1: Interesting. Is
0: this emotion mine to carry or am I feeling somebody else's experience? Carrying
1: it for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You've wow. had a little bit of that just in your own work of experiencing yeah, people in in pain.
1: Well, sure, and you know I do have empathic tendencies, uh, so For so sure. I take things on if I'm not careful. I've just developed some boundaries around it. I'm sure you're going to go into those, but
0: it's um, funny because that's like kind of right right on this topic. But is there one that you use?
1: yeah you know the one that i use there's a couple the main one i use when i'm in the room with someone and i i don't think of energy as positive or negative yep i try to think of it as energy i want or energy i don't oh i love it right because if i say it's negative energy then i put a label on it right to it to an extent
0: and you're almost dismissing them and what they're going through. exactly
1: but it's just like, okay, that's their energy. It doesn't have to be mine. Yep. Right? And I have this visual of a screen. Oh. Um, like a, a window screen uh-huh. in front of me, but it's like a like a matrix type of screen. Okay. And I can open up the squares and cool. let energy through, or I can close the squares almost to where it's completely a wall. Yep. And kind of build a barrier. Yes. For that energy to not come in. Yes. The other thing that I do is when I leave the room, I always wash my hands. I mean, that's just basic. Well, of course. But but... I also just imagine washing all of that energy off of me and letting it it go down the drain. Beautiful. Um, So those are two main ones that I use. Um,
0: I love that. Well, the first one is absolutely neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. It is. Oh, okay. It absolutely is. So what you are doing in your mind is helping you communicate with people. Right. Is helping you engage in this work. Mm. So NLP, which I'm going through a certification on right now, has a lot to do with harnessing emotions and controlling emotions. So that's mm. that's perfect. I'm
1: not sure where I got it, but I've been doing that for...
0: Well, it's kind of a necessary self-care if you're working in a... A field such as yours, right? And you
1: have to caretake for yourself for sure.
0: That's right. So again, number four, working with your sensitivity, you can use visualizations like what Mr. Smith just, just said. I've also done one that is a, a, like a bubble visualization.
1: Cool. Okay.
0: And and when I say this, I don't mean you go and do a meditation on it. I mean you conjure up a visual in your mind. It could be right before you're going to an event where you think that people are going to be a little you know, aggressive or you're just feeling highly stimulated or people might make you wrong or you're going to be around people who you think are going to zap your energy. Hmm. Because if you are an empath or a highly sensitive person, you tend to be targeted by energy vampires. Mm-hmm. They tend to take and take and take and take. Yeah, absolutely. So if you can visualize this bubble around you, It's almost as though, okay, I can engage with the outside world. I can see everybody through this bubble. I can do everything that I need to do. But at the same time, I have sort of this force field around myself. I've got this bubble of light where I feel protected. And then you imagine anything that is said to you, any emotions that other people are going through, that you can witness that and be compassionate but you don't have to absorb it into your bubble of safety.
1: Right. Yeah. But
0: there's there's a litany of different tactics like that that you can use. But those are a couple very, very basic ones. It's so crazy because the other thing I wrote down on here was find a release practice. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. exactly what your hand washing was. Sure. I was thinking of too sometimes when you and your family would do different like massage stuff. He. His aunt is also a massage therapist, and they would like drag their hands along people and almost like you were flick it off, flick it off, like yeah. you're dusting. I, I don't know if you can hear that on my sleeves, <laughs> but just like if you were, if you had a bunch of stuff on your shirt and you were just, like you know, kind dog of,
1: hair or something, yeah, to just get it dusting
0: off. Yeah. it off. So, doing that as almost, and it's not necessarily that it's for sure doing it, it's symbolic, right? It's, I'm letting this go, right but you could develop any sort of release practice that you that you wanted to but i think what's really important is acknowledging is this mine to carry yes or no if it's not yours to carry if it's somebody else's that's when you would do the release that's when you would do the sort of bubble visualization mm-hmm. or the matrix visualization doing that release practice now if it is yours to carry meaning you are hurt and you're feeling pain because of something that was happening to you or you just got rejected or didn't get a job that you were hoping to get or somebody said something hurtful recognizing that if especially if you are sensitive Your emotions are going to be dramatic as fuck. Mm. They are going to be so hyperbolic that it is going to seem like it is the end of the world. Oftentimes, the opposite end of the emotional spectrum is just as intense. Your euphoria, your excitement, your joy, your bliss is also really enthralling and and just kind of uh, intoxicating. Okay, yeah. But when it's the opposite side, those feelings can feel like they are going to take you over. So keep reminding yourself that emotions are just messaging. What is the message that I need to hear from this emotion? So if I'm feeling grief, if I'm feeling disappointment, if I'm feeling sadness, embarrassment, shame, guilt, whatever, imagine conversing with that guilt. What is it trying to say to you?
1: Interesting. Interesting what is the okay. message
0: it is bringing to you hmm. that can help you reroute
1: kind of like you do with gremlins right? that's exactly right yeah
0: that's exactly right and that's something that we talk about so gremlins are your inner shit talker your inner critic your ego we have lots of different monikers for it in personal development but we work on that considerably in in deep down and dirty which is my my primary program that I take my students through. That's right. And we talk about this concept around emotions and emotional intelligence so much because if you think about it, if we experience pain in the physical body, all that is is an alert to start working on whatever is happening in the body. The body signifies pain or signals pain to say pay attention over here. Something's going on. We need you to pay attention. Mm. But we don't go – it's not helpful to dismiss that pain, to ignore that pain. How many people do you know who I'm sure you've seen ignore their physical pain until it becomes so damn difficult that they have to go in for surgery or something Mm -hmm. egregious or intense?
1: All the time.
0: The same is true for emotional pain. It is just trying to tell us something, and what we resist persists. Mm. I'm sure you've heard that. You have to pay attention to it. Preach. So digging in and asking, what is this emotion trying to tell me? And in fact, we do. I did a podcast on emotional intelligence, so I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes for this episode. And in deep down and dirty, which I mentioned, is the way I work with with my students and clients. There is a overwhelming amount of of them who have been. In that place of so emotional or so sensitive and feeling like it's a bad thing, whether it's with their partners or their family of origin. They were a really emotional child and getting to this place where they can actually own that I'm allowed to feel this way. In fact, I see a lot of people who they have shut down their emotional self and it's almost atrophied. Because it's been shamed and wronged for so long. And then oftentimes we will turn to physical behaviors like drinking, sex, anything like that to feel something. Even if it's a physical feeling. Because we've shut down our emotional sensors. Yeah. Which is crazy. But the exciting thing is you can absolutely change that. But what I would say about anybody who's listening here and about Deep Down and Dirty it is truly transformative for people who are highly invested in the p- opinions of other people. Mm-hmm. They like to control their type A, their achieve, 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 achieve. And they're still coming up with this empty self-doubt, people-pleasing place of I'm not enough. No matter what I do, no matter what I achieve, no matter what love I get in my life, Hmm. I'm still not good enough. I'm not deserving of that. I'm not enough. And that is what we completely shift. We use some NLP techniques. We use EFT. We use hypnosis. We use tons of different modalities over the course of about four months so that you completely change that perspective. And when you actually believe that you are enough, that you are worthy, that you are deserving, you establish boundaries like a badass. Mm. You speak up. You have difficult conversations. You leave relationships that are not healthy for you. You manifest and attract relationships that are. I can't tell you how many weddings I've been invited to, how many people. Like Just the, just the other day, my students were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just said this. I just spoke up for <laughs> myself in this situation. But it's that that hybrid of believing that you are worthy and then that second piece of Okay, now that I believe I'm worthy, how does that now influence everything else in my life? How Mm -hmm. I communicate with the outside world. So if you are interested in that and you want a much deeper dive than what we do on the pod and you want more accountability and camaraderie and a sisterhood and support from me, please go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. That will give you a taste of what Deep Down and Dirty is about. It's a masterclass that I've created for you. Have a watch through that and have a pen and paper handy because it's loaded with a bunch of good nuggets. We talk a lot about the conscious versus the subconscious mind. Right. I think you'll be very tapped into why some of the tactics, personal development tactics you've tried maybe haven't worked up until this point. And why you're like, why is nothing sticking? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And at the end of that workshop, you'll see an opportunity to book a complimentary call with a member of my team to discuss Deep Down and Dirty. But your first step is to watch that workshop. So again, thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. It is in the show notes as well. Be sure to catch that. Okay, so we've done understanding sensitivity, embracing it, working with it. Finally, number five, defending and guarding your sensitivity. Okay. So the first thing that I want to say about defending and guarding your sensitivity is to come up with a defense statement. And here's what I mean by that. This is going to be the antithesis or the retort to any of your sensitivity labels. So when somebody says you're being overdramatic, you're taking things too personally. Mm-hmm. You're, so this is going to be your response statement to those things that people have said to you. So saying something like, I really don't appreciate you dismissing my feelings. Or you can rephrase that. I would appreciate it if you didn't dismiss what I just shared with you. Or when you write off what I just shared with you, it comes across as dismissive.
1: Hmm.
0: I'm sure it's not your intention to be dismissive. But when I share something emotionally or how I feel with you, I'd appreciate it if you gave it credence. Something like that. But come up with a defense statement. Something where you can say, I mean, it could also be as simple as... You know what, I'm not gonna apologize for being sensitive anymore. It's actually my superpower. That, that might be straightforward. That might be your statement. Sure. It really depends on the nature of the relationship and how aggressive that comment was or how ill-intended that comment was. Mm-hmm. If it if it needs to if it's ill intended and somebody who's always really dismissive of you and they're kind of an ass, then you might have <laughs> to be a little bit more assertive. But if it's someone who is doesn't want you to overthink things. They see the beauty in you. They see how awesome you are and they wish you weren't feeling things so acutely. They probably are not saying that out of malice. So with those people, it might be something like, I'm sure this is not your intention, but I have come to realize that how I feel is truly one of my superpowers So I'd love it if you would say this instead, right? Like you can give them the verbiage. But come up with something, define that statement, and then rehearse it. Say it over and over and over again in the mirror. That is the only way for it to come out naturally, Mm. right? Otherwise, you're like, let me pull up my notes on my phone. (laughs) Right, right. Okay. So another way to defend and guard your sensitivity is through basic self-care and asking for what you need If you are somebody who's highly sensitive, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, When George Floyd died in May, I was pretty much taken out for about a good week where I could not function very well at all. And I say that also recognizing that that was a paper cut compared to the the arms being cut off of a lot of BIPOC, right? So I recognize the pain that I was feeling. Is, it isn't even comparable to what people of color have felt. However, it's still pain and I still have to care for myself because I started noticing a lot of my adrenal fatigue stuff was coming up. my hair was starting to fall out again I was having a really difficult time sleeping and I can't do a damn thing for the revolution if I'm mm. <laughs> if I'm you know walking around with a bald head and <laughs> have zero energy're
1: right bald head
0: So you have to recognize, how much you can take on. That emotional frequency is palpable for me. And you would even say, like, how can I support you? I know you are feeling this so much more than I am because of our empathic differences. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. None of that is right or wrong. It's just a matter of how can I take care of myself when I understand this? Sure. So that's one example. But it could be even telling a partner, like, I need some decompression time or I need some alone time. If you've had a lot of stimuli, you might need a day or two off. But Mm. recognizing that those requests are not outlandish, you're not asking too much, even if you have a highly extroverted, (laughs) gregarious partner who wants nonstop stimuli, there's nothing wrong with you if you need to shut that down. Sure. Boundaries with others, I'm going to link to a boundaries pod that I think will be really helpful for you. And also just genuinely watching who you surround yourself with. Are there people in your life who are draining? I, I'm going to link to another podcast about uh, the takers in your life, how to handle people who are taking and taking and taking. What are ways that you can kind of stand up for yourself in those situations? Okay. So knowing that you are allowed to ask For what you need. And you can say things like, thank you so much for inviting me or thank you so much for thinking of me. To be honest with you, I really need some recharge time. I've been burning the candle at both ends. I hope you can understand. Getting in the habit of asking for what you need. I know for you, even after having a long day of giving and giving and giving to body work, even with your tools, sometimes you come home and you're like, I just don't, I don't want to talk I don't want to do anything. Sure. And we had to develop a system of me really respecting where you were at and vice versa. And you saying where you were at. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm ready to have this (laughs) conversation. I can't carry this conversation. Right. You know, or I'd. Well,
1: you know, it's what I experience is far less than a lot of empaths do. Sure. But it's exhausting. Yeah. To try to work with that all day. Yes. It wears on you. You know that shield is only so strong. Well, it (laughs) it also
0: because your specific modality is metaphysical. It it marries emotional with the physical, so it's not like that medicinal doctor move your knee, whatever. Mm. It's you're feeling the trauma that they're carrying in their body. Yeah, so it's it's very very different.
1: And it takes some. um, It takes focus. Yeah to really um, tune into that you have to be tuned into it right but you also have to be just slightly removed
0: right, right? kind of so voyeuristic that's, uh, with it so
1: it gets exhausting to be to keep riding that line
0: yeah yeah for sure so that is another example of you have to ask for what you need if if it's you know tons of plans your partner or your family wants plans 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 I have recognized for myself, I love that, but I have to go, okay, after that event, I'm going to be knocked the fuck out. I cannot do anything the next day. Right. So check in with your emotional batteries. Are they depleted? Do you need to be put on the charger? (laughs) Like, look at what you need to do to charge that battery because we can't do anything if we're depleted. If the battery's dead, we can't do eject shit. Right. 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 And the most important message, I think, of this whole podcast is you don't have to apologize if that's how you operate. Sure. You don't have to apologize for needing more time to recharge. That's a part of this superpower Mm -hmm. so that you can bust out and. Do this type of work. Be an empathic friend. Be there and support your family, your community, your workplace. That's how you flex that superpower. But you got to go down in the bunker <laughs> every once in a while and recharge that battery.
1: I absolutely right.
0: Anything else you wanted to throw into the mix here, babes?
1: Mm. The one thing that came up for me during this was, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Yeah. Part of it is accepting it as a superpower, embracing it, you know, kind of working with it, all those pieces. But sometimes sensitive people allow that sensitivity to take over. That's right. And I I found a disconnect between telling other people that it's my superpower if you don't fully believe it.
0: Right.
1: I didn't know if that was something you wanted to address or I, I wasn't sure about that piece.
0: Okay, that's fantastic. And this is a part of emotional intelligence. And this is, again, something we work with constantly in Deep Down and Dirty because it's a different answer every time. And that's what's really sticky. Sometimes it is, I need to release this. I need to do a release practice. This is not mine to carry. And then sometimes it's a, this is mine to carry. I need to feel my way through this in a way that's really healthy for me to get to the other side.
1: Got it. So it's not a constant. You're gonna be working with it and
0: it's like yeah. intuition, mm-hmm. right? Intuition is sometimes telling you don't go for that, you're gonna get you're gonna get hurt. Mm-hmm. And then other times it's like you have to go for that. It's a different answer every time. Right. But I do think it starts by shifting this notion that there's something wrong with you.
1: Sure. That, that it is
0: sure. a superpower. It absolutely is. But we also don't use our superpowers all the time.
1: And not all superheroes have control of their superpowers.
0: Not yet. Yes, that's a great a right. great metaphor for that. Yeah, that it takes some time to harness that mm-hmm. and to recognize when is this really in service of me and when is this stifling me? When is yeah. this holding me back? And that is a dance that there's no way I can kind of encapsulate that in 30 minutes. But that's,
1: that's why you take the program.
0: That's exactly right. (laughs) Because one of the biggest benefits of that is they bring me specific scenarios. Here's what just went down at work. Here's what just, I've had a handful of them. They go live, they post videos, they're crying, they share with me what's going on. And some people don't at all. You don't have to, but I go, okay, perfect. Let's work with this scenario. And here's how we navigate that. Here's how we go through this. And learning how to trust what you're feeling. One of the things that I say nonstop is you are allowed to feel what you feel. Whatever you are feeling is not the problem. It's usually the behavior that is spawned from that feeling that we've conditioned, right? I don't like to feel this way, so I drink. I don't like to feel this way, so I contact my ex. Right? right? It's those behaviors that are usually the problem. So we start shifting and looking at how can I actually be with this emotion? How can I feel what I feel mm-hmm. and still be responsible for my choice of behavior? So okay. that's a great, that's great point. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, absolutely. So quick little recap. Number one, what are your sensitivity labels? Number two, understand your sensitivity. Number three, embrace your sensitivity. Number four, work with your sensitivity. And five, defend and guard your sensitivity. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that this has been helpful for you all. Please don't miss that workshop. Again, we'll be in the show notes with all of the other links to the podcast. And here is to loving and living your most badass life.
1: Ms. and Mr. Smith, out.